Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The Fringe of It, episode number 28. I thought it was beautiful. I hope you enjoyed our outtakes there. We always test the sound every week and live... Um... I've got to try and keep it original and imaginative to keep Charlotte interested every week. Yeah, some weeks I just get she's like, hi, oh, yes, Liv. I'm like, testing, testing. But this week, I've got a spring in my step, apparently. Yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm that, enjoying might have it. Hurt, that might have assaulted some ears on the, on the commute, though. What's caused the spring, may I ask? I don't know. Do you know what? I think earlier this week, I had a bit of a, down, a few down days. Yeah. And a bit of a wobble. Um, and I think sometimes after that, I had a couple of, like, I'm going to be really productive days. And this morning, I got up, I snoozed once. That's record for me. I snoozed once, got up, and I was really productive. I've sorted my taxes out. Sun is shining. I could hear the birds like singing earlier. I was like, God, it feels like I'm in a film. Oh, what a beautiful morning! Was I that know, you this it's morning? Just clear blue skies in London. So yeah, I'm just feel a bit, a bit perkier, what, which what, is nice. So what was causing the bad mood? Just general fun. I don't know. I think it's just a lot of stress. I think mm. I'm someone that definitely gets quite stressy and quite anxious. And I was just like, oh, everything's a bit too much. Just a bit, you know, one of those days. But I'm feeling a lot better and just, you know, one of those one of those things. Yeah, good. Well, I'm glad to say you're feeling better. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I, um, I've had so many visitors in the past week. Um, I think the last episode, Jack's parents had just been. And then we had Jack's younger sister. I mentioned that last episode. And then we had our really good friends from Margate came with their twins. Oh, I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah, so that was, a, that was it was so much fun. But having three under twos in your house a little bit of an eye twitch by the end I can imagine yeah but it was lovely it was just like really made the house feel like a home we did loads of cooking and just generally just like used my dining room table how I've always wanted it to be used do you know what I mean yeah candles and flowers accommodating a lot of people yeah hosting it was really really nice um but I feel a little bit guilty um because I left June this morning um being a bit sick so but um she's with my mum so she'll be fine. She's being looked after. Have you done anything else lovely this week? What else lovely have I done? No, that's it. Hmm. No, I can't think of anything else. I feel like I've had a bit of one of those quiet weeks. I have got an exciting plan for this weekend, though. Oh, go on. I'm, well, I need to book it, actually. That reminds me. I'm going to a Christine and the Queen's dance workshop. Oh, my goodness. I know. Where I'm are you so, doing that? I think it's at Frame, which is one of those places in London, which is like a gym, has all these classes, and I've always been too intimidated to go because I feel like it's for cool media types who like to exercise. So I've always been a bit intimidated. I've told, I've been told it's not like that. But they do lots of dance workshops like Beyonce and all of that kind of thing. Oh, I would be into that. Mind you, I think I'm a better dancer than I am because I used to be a dancer. Oh, in a previous life. Yeah, and I was always ahead of my years. I was always in the group like two, three years ahead. Wow. Yeah. And then I went back to ballet and I was like, oh my God, this is hard work. Because I did it every, I did it seven days a week. I used to be too shy. I used to do ballet when I was little, but I always used to make my nan hold my hand. So I'd meet everyone else and I used to make my nan hold my hand so I could dance. It's the cutest thing I've ever I'm just, yeah, shy child. I I like tap. I feel like it reflects my personality. Oh, I love a tap. Do you know what? I used to do tap. A bit chorus line. We (laughs) we had wooden floors in my parents house and my dad had to get a square of wood for me to dance on I so, I wouldn't ru- so I wouldn't ruin the floor I had my own little tap step 
Me too. I had a work. Um, what do you call them? Like where a, do you chop vegetables? Oh, like a chopping board. No, no, no. Like the worktops. A work. Oh my god. Yeah, a outside at my grandparents, <gasps> and I used to, you know, do the Chattanooga choo choo and oh wow chorus line and and the like. Oh my god. We should revive that. I think we should. I can still do a little bit. I'm not quite Michael Flatley. He's in more of an Irish dance than a tap dance. Yeah, but you know, I am so out my way. <laughs> I didn't realise about you. I like you even more now. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention is a singer I, I discovered this week. Oh, please educate me because obviously I've never heard of them. Yeah, so it's a girl called Molly Birch. And yeah. She's no. amazing and she's got a song called To The Boys, which I've pretty much listened to on repeat this week. So if you do want to listen to something else after this, may I, may I suggest that? Oh, uh, do you know what? I'm going to throw something in the mix. It's it's not new, oh. but I've been listening to it on repeat and I've been listening to Leon Bridges. <gasps> Love a bit of Leon On Bridges. repeat. I feel like it's really autumnal there's um i don't know it's just a bit like sexy and a bit kind of like snuggly snuggly song yeah um, <laughs> what is your snuggly song this week <laughs> well there's a playlist that i listen to all all the time this time of year and you know catbird our oh favorite autumn jewelry. in new york yeah yeah i know the playlist yeah you know the one i know what um, first aid kit are great to listen to oh as well. are they is yeah. that kind of i just emmy lou is a good one because it's like all the winter winds are coming in and I'm already um, missing the summer. <laughs> we're already five minutes in and both of us have sung. I've sung twice. <laughs> um, I said to somebody the other day, I say somebody, normally when I say somebody I mean Instagram. Yeah. Um, it's very much kind of like rom-com in New York, like Harry Met Sally oh, weather. I love it. Oh, it's so, it's like makes my, oh, makes my hands go into little balls. Yeah, well, but the thing is it's too hot. What is it out there? 22? No, it's not that. It's not that warm, is it? I don't know, but I I think it's like not less than eighteen. Yeah, and when it was twelve degrees, <laughs> when it was twelve oh. degrees, I remember like trying to put sandals on. Whereas now I'm just like stomping around in boots. Earlier sweating. this week, I was like, "Joe, do you think I need a coat?" He's like, "Do you realise it's still quite warm outside?" I was like, "No, it is. It's like hot chocolate weather again." <laughs> He's like, "Are you mad? Just calm yourself, I, right down, I purpose. Can't stop. I can't." I don't, it's not appropriate hat wearing weather yet though I don't feel oh I had a hat on the other day I saw that and I was a bit like oh wouldn't go for a bobble just yet it, it was no to be fair that was Monday it, it was pretty Baltic on Monday it's like keeping a coat on indoors like you're not going to feel the benefit if you start wearing your hats now well I know honestly but it was cold up north on Monday oh okay well I'll let you off this one uh, moving on to shopping what have you been buying this week? Um, not a lot of exciting things. Firstly, I've been buying a lot of socks. Oh, where do you get your socks from? Well, I've decided to upgrade my socks because I used to be a five pair, like five black pair pack person. Oh. Boring. Boring. Um, from Marx's. Um, no offence to Marx's, but I, I felt it didn't really reflect my personality. <laughs> your socks have got to... Oh my God, imagine if that was the case. Yeah, you're... Well, I mean, I'm not going to tell people about your underwear that I saw <laughs> once upon a time when you were wearing Christmas underwear in the middle of May. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's on. not mention that. <laughs> um, monkey. First of all, it's Ooh. three for two, and they're all like spangly lorex kind of. I do like a lorex sock, yeah, but me I do too. find it a bit scratchy sometimes. Not scratchy, very slippy. Nearly gone over in the bathroom three times this week. Oh, you need like grippers on the socks, <laughs> like bed socks. Exactly <laughs> that. So I've been doing that, and the other thing that I have bought is I've been trying to avoid Zara, and I had a little bit of a rant about this on my stories because I love Zara, but what I don't love about Zara is we're all wearing Zara. Yeah. You know when you turn up somewhere and you're like, oh. Oh, I got this from Zara. Oh, you're wearing it too. Yeah. I, um, so I've been trying to buy less from Zara, but I went on their website um, because somebody showed me a really cute jumper for June that's got daisies on. That's another thing. Um, doesn't come in adult size. I'm pretty annoyed about that, but I bought some cream boots which are sat in the corner over there. And I've had them on for five days in a row. Oh, that's exactly what my outfit needs today. Nice cream boot. Yeah, because it's not quite black boot weather. But I feel like all the cool Scandinavian girls are wearing cream boots. And Charlotte Jacqueline. And you. You are basically a Scandy babe. I am. I am. Thanks for that. Um. So, yeah, that's it. Not a lot. And I've also been sorting my wardrobe out because I want to make sure that I'm buying the right thing. So this week, I because I don't have that much spare time, I've just done my knitwear, which oh, sounds nice. really kind of like I own so much knitwear. But it was just kind of going through, folding it properly. I want to get one of those those 
buzzers. Oh, to like shave off mm. the um, bubbles. Yeah, there's a lot of bobbling Ooh, that needs to happen. I need to do that. And then I've done things that I should have done when I packed my winter stuff away, which was take things to the cobblers to get rehealed. Oh, good idea. Yeah, so uh, I've been doing some wardrobe maintenance I'm doing that this tomorrow. week. Really I can't do the big switch over because I'm not going on holiday to the middle of October. Uh, oh, that's frustrating. Yeah, well, isn't it? Oh, oh God. it's so hard. I know, my holiday is so annoying. You poor love. Oh no, I I know what you mean. Like I like folding knitwear because I used, when I worked in retail, whenever it was like hung up, it would just grow. Yeah, you can't be hanging your knitwear up. Oh no, like especially I was in Whistles and they had these long jumpers and they were so heavy they become jumper dresses. <laughs> yes, madam, that's how it's supposed to be worn. And I was like, oh god, but oh no, you bought some nice things. Yeah, get yeah. on you. Thanks, and I've got I've got some. Um... Other things on the way, Ooh. so we'll see. I'll, I'll save that for next week. Yeah, because there might, there might be a return, who knows. Okay, well, I'll keep my eyes peeled. What have you been buying? Well, I paid a little visit to Kitri, or Kitri, this week, and I hadn't looked on their fridge. They've got great t-shirts, like ones with nice designs on them. I kind of would sit them in the bracket of finery, mm. so they're kind of similar to that. They do really great classic pieces, some kind of workwear-style pieces, but with really nice kind of contemporary designs, some quite classic I bought this dress I'm wearing, which obviously you can't see. It's um, divine. It's like a green, it looks a bit like, I think it's a bit Ganny-ish. Yes, It's yeah. kind of like a green mid-length tea dress, um, and it's got white, yellow, and pink flowers on it, and it's just a really nice in between dress. It's I love it. I really like it, and it comes in a shorter sleeve one as well. I've already checked to see if they do my size, they do, so expect me to be wearing it next week. Perfect, as seen on live. Oh as yeah, seen look, on I've screen. got these clips on that as seen on live. I do like those. I love I've not them. had them out. My Ooh. little pearl hair slides. Well, I won't, I won't my mind today. I'm interrupting. What else did you buy? I bought another thing from there. I bought this, like, tar bluey, purpley tartan smock dress, which has little, like, cuffed, co like, ruffled collar... Ruffled collars? Ruffled sleeves. Ruffled cuffs, Ruffled couples. Ruffled cuffs. <laughs> ruffled couples. <laughs> ruffled couples. And that's really lovely as well, so I'm excited to wear it with my cowboy boots. And the other thing that I picked up this week was from a brand called Nighttime Holiday. And they're a little brand I discovered on Instagram, as I do with all good things, and they do the most gorgeous ceramic earrings. These are amazing! Aren't they? They're all like hand-painted and hand-crafted. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely gorgeous. I picked up the poppy, the poppy print They ones. look great with your dress as a print clash. Wow! Okay, maybe I'll go for those. But yeah, they've just got so many gorgeous like hand-done ceramic jewellery, well, earrings per se, and I absolutely love the branding What's as their well. Instagram handle? Good question. The Instagram handle. Sorry to get all admin on you. I know. Edge of my seat stuff is night. I think it is just nighttime holiday. All there together. We go. All together. The branding is lovely. It's really, such really gorgeous nice. branding, and I think they make gorgeous gifts as well. Oh yeah, start thinking about that. Oh, start thinking about Christmas. I oh, know we oh, won't you said that. the word. You said the word. I wasn't going to say it. Oh, okay. She said it first, not me. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Shall we move on to Telly Talk? I feel like you need to start with Telly Talk because once I get talking about what I want to talk okay. about, I'm not going to stop. Okay, so I've got three things on my list. One of them is the other shit film, which I won't reference. <laughs> I was watching something on Netflix at the weekend and I was just so disappointed by it. I was going to mention it, but I was like, no. No, let's tell people they need to beware. Okay, so one of my friends who I... She never gets it wrong. She got it wrong. Um, sorry, Daisy, if you're listening. But it, it was the film called... I can't even remember the full title. Sierra something is a big loser on Netflix. And it was just a pile of shit. It was just so bad. It was just... We didn't watch it. We stopped halfway. Wow. And we were like... The only just... film I've done that with is Mamma Mia 1. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was more... Twist that knife. It was more problematic than Mamma Mia 1. It just had so many things that... I mean, I think the word problematic can sometimes be a little bit overused. But for this, I was just like, this is the kind of thing you'd see a big think piece on online because it was so many things. I was like, no! Really? What, like, sexist or...? I just, like... Not even that. Just, like, things that you think, oh, like... Just there was a few things about consent, and then oh no! But it was like she was this girl was catfishing this guy, but it was because she liked him, and like, it was just all a bit messy. And I was just a bit disappointed. It's the starring the girl who plays Barb from Stranger Things, um, who has an actress name. <laughs> I haven't name. watched Str Stranger Things. So. Okay, but um, no, I was disappointed by that. So but, avoid. 
I do avoid that. Don't waste your time. Um, the thing I went to see in the cinema yesterday. Oh, the cinema. I missed the cinema. Oh, I went to see a simple favor. I haven't even seen it advertised. What is it about? I was seeing it on Netflix, um, on um, Instagram stories quite a lot. Advertised kept popping up for me, and it's um, about clearly not its target demographic. Maybe I'm too old. Well, you know what? I reckon. I no, you're not at all. Let me. See. I'm gonna get the um synopsis. Synopsis up because I know I'll bodge it up as I always do. But the synopsis is a simple favour centres around Stephanie, a mummy vlogger, who seeks to uncover the truth behind her best friend Emily's sudden disappearance from their small town. Oh. So it's kind of thrillerish, but it's also oh. got a lot of humour. Mm. So it's quite, I'd say it's a light-hearted thriller, but it was comfortably one of the strangest films I've ever seen. So bizarre. Like, me and Joe's sister Molly came out of the cinema and we were just like, did you like that? Like, we could not put it... Oh, I love of, those films where those you films. don't know if you liked it or you didn't, you're yeah. just confused. It was one of those films we looked at each other and I was like, if someone were to say to me, did you enjoy that? I'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, interesting. Really funny. I think, well, I mean, I'm not a great judge of character because I haven't seen anything like, like, is it Gone Girl, Girl on the Train? I've not seen any oh, of no, those Oh, no, I've not seen those. They're kind not my of films, So I'm not a great judge for a, a thrill. I mean, it didn't, it wasn't too thrillerish, but it was just, just bizarre. <laughs> Just a really bizarre film, but um, I I get I kind of recommend it. I'm okay. <laughs> well, what's the third thing? Do you recommend that? I do recommend it. it was first okay. We're getting there. This week's first dates. Oh, okay. So last week I was at first dates hotel. It's over. It's done. It's back. Did you watch it this week? Well, no, because I didn't know it was on, and oh, there was a. Right... And, and then I said to you, I was like, "This is great. You should be watching." You were like, "I'm getting ready for bed," and I was like, "I don't know you anymore." No, no, I have no. I've started going to bed earlier. What? Because first dates hotel wasn't on. <laughs> yes, in a huff. No, no, I've just been staying up too late, and I'm really tired and cranky. Okay. So I will watch it. I'll download it for the for the train. I home feel tonight. like I don't know whether we should talk, but then next week will be two weeks. But no, we can't talk about it. You can't ruin it for me. <sighs> I could ruin Downton Abbey for everybody. Okay. But you can't ruin. Can first I, dates I, for okay, me. Okay. There was one day. There was one day, and there was a young girl and a young guy, and it was she was very dramatic. Oh, I won't really? say anything. Okay, else. I'll keep. I'll, I'll watch it on the train home. We can discuss it next week. I don't like. I don't like calling women hard work. I don't think that's appropriate. But she was a challenge. Okay, right. Is that even appropriate? Have I? I... I'm. I'm not sure. I will. Maybe I will get back. To you, I will get back to you next week. Um, I am dying to okay. talk to you about um what I've watched this week. So basically, Jack's been away, and I've had the run of the telly, and it's been amazing. I, I feel thought. like you always have the run of the telly. Well, I mean, pretty much I have the run of the telly, but this was like um, 14-year-old girl watch watch whatever trash I want kind of thing. Oh, okay. You've seen my notes. Don't look at my no, notes. No, I've not seen your notes, but I'm just wondering whether you've ever, have you watched Call Me By Your Name yet? No. So, right, let's I saw start... you got it from the library. No, but let's go back. So I wanted to watch it on Amazon Prime, but to watch it on Amazon Prime through the telly, you have to buy it on a computer or mobile. And I and then I tried on my app and I couldn't do it. I text Jack at work, who's on set, being like, can you buy Call Me By Your Name? Because I need to watch it immediately. He couldn't figure it out. So I had to go to the library and rent the DVD. But you've not watched That'll be next no, week. No, that's right. Yeah, I'm watching that on Friday. Okay, fine. So back to what you have watched this week. So because I couldn't watch that, I got in a bit of a huff because it took me I just felt really old and just couldn't figure out technology but then I found on Netflix film stars don't die in Liverpool so first of all Liverpool amazing Jamie Bell Julie Walters and Stephen Graham what a cast what a cast Julie Walters in anything but especially Liverpool. I know, and Jamie Bell, oh, he makes me weak at the knees. I thought you were going to say something else then, but I'm glad you said that. <laughs> I don't make him like that anymore. They really don't, he's just so passionate. So it's about an Academy Award winning actress called Gloria Graham, and her relationship with, she was married four times, I think, because I went into a big research mode after this, and this is um, her boyfriend after a fourth marriage and he's called Peter Turner and it's about their relationship and he's a lot younger than her like 20 30 years younger than her and it's very saucy wow is it a crier oh it's a ugly cry can't see the screen I I was so it's like hot inflamed passion and deep hysterical tears oh yes oh my god I bet you felt like you just come off a roller coaster by the end Uh, well I honestly yeah felt like I'd lived it I I bet you felt I'd only couched to 5k (laughs) (laughs) it was uh Amazing and yeah, the sets are fantastic. The interiors, okay, Jamie Bell's fantastic. Definitely gonna watch this. Definitely. Yeah, no, like hundred percent. Everyone, stop what you're doing. Like, stop listening to this podcast and go and watch it. And then, don't do that. 
if you just follow this train of thought, I was putting my makeup on, I've got a new Glossier blusher and it's called Dawn and every time I look at it I think of the Babysitter's Club. Now are you God. too young for the Babysitter's Club? Yes. I thought you might be. So anybody that is too young for the Babysitter's Club, there were books I used to read in the oh, 90s. Oh I remember the books I used to see them in the library. They had bricks. Yeah no I remember them. I think I read a couple. Well I, I read them all. Me oh, and my um, <laughs> oldest friend Rachel and her sister Laura we used to read them. She They had them all and I used to borrow them from there. And they were written by Anne M. Martin and um, they were published between 1986 and 2000, but I had stopped reading them by the early 2000s, I think. Hopefully. <laughs> but anyway, hope. so I was just like going on this little train of thought on Instagram and somebody was like, do you know the Babysitter's Baby Club film is on Netflix? And I was like, pardon, what? And I, because it's been years since I watched it, I barely remembered it. And it was fun. Fantastic. I saw some of your Instagram stories of some of the, the style inspiration. Well, I mean, those girls have got it going on. Dawn, I mean, she's she's so 2018. She's saving plastic. She's reducing food waste. She's on it. Wow, what a millennial. I know. In the 90s. Or a good person, yeah, well, yeah, generally just a good soul. But they, um, they redo this greenhouse in the woods, and it was just the sweetest thing I've ever seen. And the other thing that I really loved about it was um, all the outfits were amazing. And you know that spirit of like young adolescence where yeah. you, it's just really fun, and I feel like we really lose that as we get older. Um, but yeah, if, if anybody was a Babysitter's Club fan, uh, the film is on Netflix. Even if you're not, and you just like 90s films. I really enjoyed myself. Oh, I'm going to watch that. Yeah, it's a bit now and then vibe, which you've, have you still not watched that? No. Right, we need a day. We, we need, need a day. day. We need um, a and then the last thing that I've been watching, but actually I can't talk about it because I'm not finished, is I started This Beautiful Fantastic on the BBC. Ooh. It was just really whimsical, um, and it's about this girl who lives on her own, who lives on her own in fabulous outfits and she has an allotment and her neighbour complains that her allotment is overgrown and she has to go oh. on go on a journey of developing her allotment. I mean, the, it, it sounds like a weak plot, but it, it, it looked really good. The trailer's great. That sounds brilliant. And there's a handsome man in glasses who lives in the library and I think they get together. See? It's rom-com season. Autumn just makes I me am feel put that on tonight. alive with romance. Ooh. So that's it for me this Shall week. Shall we move on to Fridge Fantasies? I love the way that our editor Rosie inserts music, but we still feel the need to do it anyway. Oh yeah, just in case. Just in case. Just in case she's lost that bit of music. Yep. Go on. Okay, I have two fridge fantasies this week. Um, the first are these. Oh, sorry, but don't, don't, you're gonna have to put them down. <laughs> okay, they're a bit rustly. She won't open them until till she's talked about them. No, I won't. They are the Livia's Kitchen Bicky Bombs and. I do not really like healthy snacks in general. Like I like a naked bar. Don't mind a naked bar. Chuck, chuck orange. Just, man. I'm not like even the little the mini nugget nugget thingies. What's a nugget? No, not nugget. <laughs> the little like naked that like, naked balls you can. Oh, get. I haven't had a nugget. I don't mind. Are they officially no, called nugget? No, actually, no. Nuglets are the Olivia's Kitchen ones, which I do like. But anyway, I've lost my train of thought. Ah. I don't, yeah, anyway, I don't love a healthy snack. I don't really like well, dates yeah. disguised as anything other than a date. Yeah, fair um, enough. And I'd much rather spend those calories on something like a biscuit. But I do like these. They are, I think, they well, they are date. They're like date and cacao and all the good things. And they're just really quite delicious. And I've had I've had Livia's Kitchen stuff and I really like I it. love Livia's Kitchen. They do like their crumbles. I love like everything she does. So what's like, in the Bicky Bomb? So they're dates. So excuse the uh, the rustling. It's raw cacao based confectionery. Um, so I think it's just oh, indulgence with a twist. Oh, here we go. It's raw cacao coating with a crumbly biscuit and soft date centre. And it's really, really tasty. Their millionaire shortbread's fantastic. Oh, really? See, I've always avoided that because I'm not sure It's heavy-datey. Oh, really? Well, yeah, that's good because surely it keeps you regular, right? Keeps your eggs. <laughs> With the cacao. With the cacao. Straight through. I will give that a go. Maybe I won't. Um, the next, the last thing I saw on stories this morning, I sent it to you. don't know if you've seen it. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's Pratt's Raspberry Jam Croissant. I've got several questions about this. So the jam is inside the yeah. croissant. So do you know how, like, I look, if I like a plain croissant, but I do like it with jam. Yeah. But there's just, you can't spread it on the train. You've got, got the utensils. Who wants to use cutlery that's going to go into bad landfills? All the questions. I want to know if, well, you need to try it because I need to know exactly how much jam is in there. Okay, I'll get one tomorrow. Because I don't I want there to be too it. much jam. 
Okay. And also, Pret have got um, these little chocolates that I ate yesterday. They're chocolate and almond butter. So it's just really <gasps> dark chocolate with almond butter. But it was weird. The first one I ate, I was like, not for me. The second one I ate, I was like, I'm into it. You only get two in a pack. And then I wanted more. Oh, that's it, how I feel about the, the Bicky Bombs. Anything slightly healthy, I'm like, oh, I'm not sure. And then suddenly I'm like, oh, yeah. After you've eaten 20. <laughs> Bathe me in Bicky Bombs. <laughs> no, they are really good. They Bicky do recommend. Bombs. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. You're naming so many things this week. I know, so many things. What have you been eating? I have been eating... Uh, it's not that interesting, but me and Jack have made two fish pies in a week. So the first fish pie we made, hopped onto good food, put in fish pie. You don't like fish pie? do all this electric window between us <laughs> invisible um well for people out there that do like fish, fish pie and appreciate food we tried a good a good food one and you know you go on this good food website you trust good food nothing goes wrong well this recipe was a disaster oh, no. it was for two fish pies which are they at no point did they tell you till you're at step five so we could have reduced the recipe by half jack used every pot in the kitchen anyway while he's not been here I went round to Mum's house and I got Jamie Oliver's second book that came out in the year 2000 and cooked his fantastic fish fantastic pie. Fantastic fish pie. Yeah, and it was sensational um, and I love it. So if anybody out there that likes a fish pie, I don't I normally it. slag off good food, but definitely use Jamie's. And then the other thing that I've been doing, I haven't been cooking so much, but I've been to the library to borrow some cookbooks. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, so I got That's a mod... a good idea because I buy them all, I've got no place for them. And that they're starting to take over the kitchen. Yeah, they, well, I'm on a cookbook ban, as I think I've mentioned before. So I've got A Modern Way to Cook by Anna, Anna Jones. My best friend is obsessed with I thought with you said my best friend is Anna Jones. Oh, yeah, I've never mentioned her. No, my best friend's obsessed with her. People, like, she looks amazing. I follow her on Instagram and everything she does. She's got Real. good taste. Yeah, very good taste. And then the other no thing... No pun intended. Oh, I didn't even know I've done that. And the other thing is from the library, and it's the Flavour Thesaurus, which isn't new, and it's by Nikki Segnit, and apparently she's bringing out a new book as well. Mm. But it's all about pairing up recipes and flavourings for the creative cook, so you can look up, like, chocolate and see all the different things that you should that you can Ooh, pair with it. Oh, I like that. Let me know how you get on. I will. I will. We have a very exciting thing going on today. We do. We have a guest here, but we need to test the sound first. <laughs> 
uh, we just sat and walked in doing everything. So I ended up doing VAT returns, which is super random. I was quite good at those. So my boss kept just giving me more accounts and things to <laughs> do. He was like, well, you're good at this. You can do that. Um, and then um, he was like, do you want to study it and like become qualified? And I thought, well, why not? Um, so I did that. And then on the side, I'd always been sort of blogging. So I like followed a lot of bloggers. Um, and I always saw people being like, oh, I've got to do my tax return. I don't know what I'm doing. Or like, oh, people keep paying me late all the time. So I was like, oh, I'll just put up a little blog and like tell people how to do it. Yeah. And, and then... look at me literally like mouth on the floor. I know. Staring. We're both like in awe because I know that whenever I have, when January rolls around, I get clammy hands or like a brown envelope arrives from HMRC. Yeah. I'm like, oh God, I would, I nearly, they're coming for me this time. <laughs> I nearly brought my receipts and was like, Julia, while you're here. Sorry. In, yeah. <laughs> interrupting. So you started like giving people advice on yeah. your blog, money advice. And then I kept getting people would like email me or like um, message me on Instagram and they'd be like, could you help me do this? And I'd be like, yes, of course. And then I was having a bit of a rough time at work sort of the end of last year. And I was like, do you know what? I'm just going to try and make this a business. Um, so I did that. And then I thought I'd just do freelance accounting. But what people kept asking me for was they were like, can we just hop on Skype? And could you help me with this? So they wanted to do their own finances. But they just wanted someone to kind of give them a bit of a boost of confidence. Yeah. That they were doing it right. Um, and to sort of like go through it a bit with them. And just kind of explain it. Because I think HMRC... The way they explain it's quite confusing sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes I'll read it, and, like, as a trained accountant, I'm like, hmm. <laughs> um, so I kind of wanted something that would make it easy for people to understand, because I don't think it's right that a lot of people are put off starting their own business because they don't know how to deal with numbers, especially, yeah. like, creatives. Because yeah. I think when you're a creative, you're generally not so into, like, maths and stuff. Like, I certainly wasn't at school. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's not as scary as it seems, so I try and like do that basically. That is so, do you know, as I some... think Gina's like my most favorite person I've ever met. I know, I feel like, as someone who is pet, like even doing my taxes this morning, it is something that I put off and put off and put off until like a few days before. And then I just get so, sh- I hate, I cannot get it. Well, it's you want to be empowered, don't you? But it's it's not something that you're always yeah. taught. It's or... the one side of the business, I think. If I could hand it all over to someone, I would. Yeah, and they should never look at. But that. then that's how people end up running running off with your money and going to Mexico. Exactly. <laughs> See, <laughs> I think as well, like even if you have an accountant, it's quite a good idea to like know sort of what's, what's going, going on. on. Yeah, because as much as you know, it's great if you've got a family friend who's an accountant because they're going to kind of look out for you. But I think if you just hire an accountant from someone who's worked in an accountancy sort of like firm before, um, it's pretty much just do that, and we'll kind of take the client's word for it a lot of the time. Yeah. So, and also it's your responsibility. So yeah. if your accountant does it wrong or they file it late and that does happen, um, then it's still on you. So it's good to have an idea and to kind of know the dates and stuff. So even if you do have an accountant, you can be like, have you done my tax return yet? Yeah, no, I, that's so important. I think it, and it is empowering to know how to do that, even yeah. if in a small way, like I grew up in a household that my dad's been self-employed. So I've always kind of been around the self-assessment around January. (laughs) I've always kind of been around it and I feel really lucky for that. But it is so daunting. I think when you do start your own business, no one says, oh, by by the time you're earning this much, that's when you need to start filing it. Exactly. No one tells you. Yeah, and even things like that, like you don't know when you have to register. Oh, yeah. A lot of people... I learned the hard way. Oh, God. (laughs) The envelope came and I was like... Right, and then it's backtracking, but you don't know. Like, no one's kind of... It's down to you, and it's having that responsibility, but it's hard. Yeah, and I try and say to people, like, look, I know it's quite boring, but also there's something, like, really nice about kind of being able to look at things and go, ooh, I made this much money this year, or being aware of, like, when you need to do things. It is quite satisfying when it's done, isn't it? I I like the done feeling. I just don't like the doing feeling. Yeah, I've got that at the end of today, hopefully. I've got to pay it first. (laughs) I mean, that's always the ouch feeling. But um, I think it was interesting in the emails that I sent to you, um, you were talking about money generally being quite a taboo subject. Because yeah. I know we've talked a bit about freelance being self-employed, but I think some of the things that you want to talk about and some of the things you work on is to, you know, empower mm. all all of us to kind of be more... Um, What's the word? Educated on money. Financially yeah, totally. savvy. Yeah, that's the one. It's a good word. <laughs> Yeah, um, I mean, I guess 
it's kind of one of these things, like, it's seen as a bit crass, isn't it? Mm. To, like, talk about money. Yeah. But I don't think it should be. And I also think, especially if you're self-employed, or especially with the sort of the gender pay gap and all that, it would actually really benefit us to talk more about it. And maybe not necessarily go up to people like, how much do you earn? Yeah. Um, But, like, to sort of be more open and kind of say, well, like, for you guys, you know, as I don't know if you use the I word, (laughs) influence. Oh, well, we we talked about it enough last week, didn't we? Oh, my God. (laughs) It would be really helpful, probably, if you could see what other people are being Mm. paid and you could say, well, because some people I know who do the same job as you have found out that actually so-and-so is getting paid, like, 10 grand more than them for something. And if we were all a bit more open about it, it would be a lot easier. Yeah, as well. I think that's, like, especially we've spoken about before mm. because then you can say oh god you need to be charging more or exactly this is what your value is all it's i so ever hard. say to friends is charge more mm. because just add that yeah <laughs> obviously i i kind of i feel like i'm a quite good judge of a situation so i know whether to go in with the money chat or whether to just shut my mouth which generally i, do, I just go in for the money chat <laughs> but i always say to people if you don't mind me asking what did you charge for that mm. like not even our industry but you know different things i was like, on the train home with an artist friend yesterday and i was like oh cool like how much do you make from that a weekend and i was like you could charge extra for this yeah. or you could charge extra for this and you know just i just think it's nice because then people we've all got different ideas and and money's just like an exchange of energy really isn't it like yeah it's just a resource like, like people are like oh money's evil it's like no it's not it hasn't got any feelings like yeah sure bad people have money but also good people have money and also some bad people don't have any money but oh because i think oh that's like, almost giving me goose pimples that was <laughs> people are, are kind of a bit like especially where i'm from obviously i'm from liverpool you can probably tell um and it is quite a working class city so it can be seen as a bit you know you're getting a bit above your station or like if you're rich you're sort of betraying the working class or whatever everyone's got their sort of I guess opinion on it but actually like how great would it be if all the good people had losing money yeah so completely um but there is sort of a a bit of a taboo and a bit of a I don't know it's like the whole Mel elsewhere yeah yeah of course you know like the whole like rich bitch thing yeah so yeah (laughs) I have a lot of thoughts on that yeah I love it I love it yeah so what is your history with money like how Ooh, that's <laughs> such you, a broad question. You said an email. You, you um, with an email back and forth. You said like two years ago. You said you weren't in a good place with yeah. money. You were yeah. open, so I thought we'd go. I we'd, am. We'd, yeah, we'd, I don't mind. Like, I like talking about it because I think I don't want people to think, oh, she knows about money, so she's like up here and I'm down there, and she's the pro. And I'm like, no, seriously, I just like I know about it, but I'm not. I don't want to be that like authority on it. Mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I used to be so awful with money and I would literally be that person with like £10 to pay day and then I would just like go and blow it all on ASOS. And I, We've all been there. Yeah. <laughs> but like I think growing up it kind of shaped me because my dad's a lawyer and he was quite well off but he would always be like spending the money so he wasn't really in savings and then my mum was sort of like um not very well off so we always kind of struggled but it was weird because we were between the two houses so like with my dad we were always like going off food and getting new clothes and then with my mom it was like oh like we we need to get all the two for ones because that's what we can afford um so I think as soon as I had my own money I was just like right I'm buying whatever I want (laughs) and I was a bit like out of control with it and I was doing really well like kind of in my job I was getting paid quite a lot but I never had savings or anything and I just kind of thought, do you know what? This is ridiculous. I think I was like living off like super noodles before payday. In like fluffy ASOS gowns. Yeah. Like. <laughs> just surrounded by clothes. I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, and I just thought, this, this this is wrong. Like, how does this even happen? So um, I think I'd read The Secret or something like that, which I know is a bit of a controversial book. And then I was like, there's something in this mindset stuff. So I read like a few sort of like mindset books. And I think from like what I learned from that was that we all kind of have like a money story and yeah. we all kind of have something that kind of blocks us. Yeah. Whether I mean, nodding because I agree with this so much. <laughs> yeah. So like my kind of money story was like, well, money is really hard to keep hold of. So I need to spend it all while mm. it's there because it's going to go away. And actually, that's not really true. Um, but I'm good with money now, hopefully. Well, I, <laughs> so, I know a, f- a few people, I mean, hopefully I'm not betraying any confidential conversations and, and I won't mention any names, but I've had a few friends who have kind of grown up in 
kind of not great financial situation. So now they earn money, but they spend it because exactly. they think like hanging on to money is a really scary thing. And, and like you say, um, I think I've mentioned before that my parents went bankrupt when I was younger. So I kind of grew up thinking that money can just, just disappear. Yeah, like it can same. be here today, gone tomorrow. Whereas Jack um, has a completely different attitude to money, and that's and it, that. Like you say, it's, it's that money story, yeah. isn't it? And I think that's so interesting. And it's the mindset thing as well. Mm. So going back to that, can you talk us about like why that is so important with money, like having that kind of mindset and ways to manage? I think, especially like when it comes to managing money, because it is such a scary thing. Because we do need it to like you know pay our bills and stuff. It's something that we want it push under the covers a bit um so I guess that we have that like the mindset of like oh money is really scary money is really hard to deal with and that just like blocks us from like dealing with it sorry I'm doing like a hand gesture <laughs> it's fine I'm enjoying beautiful them hand yeah they're really great <laughs> shut your eyes and imagine I wish you could see Julia she's got this beautiful floral dress on she's, I know. Yeah, she's great cat eye as well yeah <laughs> very chic nice that's the nice. highest compliment anyone can give me <laughs> I mean I was going to talk about the hair as well because that looks like it's had a blow dry but anyway um, but yeah so I think like when I work with people as much as I give the practical advice of like okay so when you do tax turn this is what you need to know and these are what you can claim as an expense it's very much like helping people with their mindset because usually their mindset is I'm bad with maths I don't know how to deal with it and people always email me and they're going to be like, oh, you're going to think I'm such an idiot? And I'm like, honestly, no, no not at all. Yeah. It's funny, those, like you say, those those emails, because I, um, I was at a wedding drunk. Uh, the best story. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was like chatting to people that I'd gone to school with and I was like, oh, well, you were really good at PE. Um, and I wasn't. And what I think a lot of stuff is like hung over from like hang ups from mm. school, because if you weren't naturally athletic, at my school, it was like, well, just go and do something else. And that's the same kind of with maths as well. So it's yeah. like, if you're not great at maths, sometimes like you're not always giving nurturing time to, to get good at maths. And yeah. then it's just like, I'm not good at maths. I'm not good at sport. And there. And that's just what you think forever. Yeah. But also I think with money, like it isn't really maths that much. It's just sort of being aware, like how scary is it? I don't know if you guys have had this, but I used to be terrified to check my bank account. Oh yeah. I think, I think most people mm. have been there. And yeah. I, I remember when I was interning, I went into WH Schmiss. This one story that always sticks with me, and I went to buy the NME, and my card got declined. And he was like, oh, no, that always happens in here. And I did it again, it got declined again. And I was like, oh, my God. And it's that kind of thing that it's the fear, and it kind of that stays with you. Yeah, and it's like the shame. Like, there's so much, like, shame around money. And it's... And we've all been there, like, mm. around, especially... Like, putting things back at the supermarket. Like, oh, can you yeah. just put these uh, te- ten boxes of Monty Bojangle truffles back? <laughs> I'm joking. But, you know, that that kind of thing. But I think, especially when you're freelance, and it's, there's such a kind of, like, pressure to kind of... I mean, with any job, actually, I say freelance, yeah. but I do think it, it is a universal thing. And I think everyone has, like you say, their own kind of money story yeah. and the way they've had different relationships and... I feel like, especially growing up in a household that had a free, like, a self-employed parent, like, my mum was very much, like, from the word go, she would, like, save. Mm. And that's been so deep-rooted in me. I wish someone deep-rooted that in me. (laughs) I do. See, that's the thing as well. See, like, we've obviously got a sort of different money story there. Because, like, both of us, like... I don't think my parents have asked. I think they've said save, but they haven't said, like, why it's important or Yeah, anything. I think it was kind of like, oh, because when you start earning this, you'll need to pay tax on it. So exactly. you just put, like, 20% to one side. Yeah. And it was that education, although I wasn't always very good at it, it was kind of knowing that I need to pay for something in a few months. Mm-hmm. And if it's not there, I can't pay for it. Yeah. Exactly. And it was almost like having that kind of changed my perspective a little bit. And, the, like, a little light switch went on. But I know how lucky I am to have had that education with it because... If I hadn't had that, you know, I don't know. Probably... You could have been me. <laughs> and it's, t- it's taken me nearly a decade to figure it out, self-employed. But I think self-employed or PAYE, I think budgeting is probably the one thing that most people need help yeah, with. What definitely. would be your, obviously, you can pay for junior services, but you know, have you got any free free tips that you can give people? Oh, yeah, loads. <laughs> You're going to regret asking that. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> So I think firstly, obviously, check your bank balance, uh, see what's going on there. Face, like, just face up to whatever's yeah, happening. Yeah, just go and have a look. Also, like, if you don't check it, it can only get worse. But if you do check it, you can do something about it. So. Oh, I like that. Top tip. Yeah, face head on. Use, like, a money tracker. So there are apps that you can use to do that. Or I like a good old spreadsheet. I actually have one on my website, so 
If you go on my website and search from uh, Spending Tracker, it will come up. And Julia's website, we will tell you in a bit. I, I have got it up. Julia, what's your website? It'll probably be quicker. It's easyasbat.com. So if you go to the blog, there's like a search bar and you just search like Money Tracker, Spending mm. Tracker. And then what, so once you've, how, how so, long would you suggest that people like track what they're spending? I'd say a month. Yeah. But if you're impatient like me, maybe like a week. But see, like, where your money's going. Because, like, for me, when I did it, I was shocked at the amount that I spent in Tesco, in Cafe Nero, and, like, just, like, random things. And it kind of allows you to see where your money's going when you don't realise it. Yeah. Especially with contactless cards. I yeah, I mean... Like, it's free! <laughs> yeah, this <laughs> is Just tapping here, there, and everywhere. I realised how much I spend on Deliveroo today. Oh, that really? was, like... That was a little bit of a... Whew. I think Especially because it's not tax deductible either, so I was like, Ooh. well, maybe we should... Uh, I think mine would be like Tesco, Sainsbury's, mm. all all good supermarkets, but um, because I do pop quite a lot, so I think yeah. I'd probably be shocked, because I, I did get a money tracker and then I was like, I'm a bit scared, but I need to face it head it on, I will take your advice. It's like those trackers that tell you how much time you spent on your phone, you kind oh, of like... Mine off. I was like, I can't deal with that. I don't need business and technically it's okay. I know that's that's my ex. He's like, don't want to know, don't need to know. So then, once people have like trapped their money for a week or, or a month, what would you kind of yeah. say next steps would be? So, first, you look for anything that you're like, oh, that's a bit more than I thought it would be, or you know, any patterns. So, like, if you're going to Tesco every single day, because it does cost more, like you think it wouldn't, but it really does. Mm. So, I was doing that, and then like now we just do a weekly shop and like mm. do all our meal planning, and it takes like an hour on a Sunday. And it's not the most one hour, but it saves a lot of money. Yeah, so definitely. Um, also use cash. Like, you just reminded me of that. Like, so um, cash is a lot harder to spend because you kind of know how much you've got left all the time. Whereas yeah. with your contactless, you're just like, swipe, swipe. Yeah. Boop, 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 boop. yeah. I was shocked, actually. I came to London maybe two weeks ago and I had a day to myself. I mean, that was the champagne and £6 chocolate cake day. But I, I got home and I was like, oh... Wow, I think a few when, beep, beep, beeps here, there, you know, yeah, and, and now I'm paying for it. Kind Buy of thing. £100. <laughs> yeah, literally, goodbye. I know, it re- and it really adds up. I think, yeah, if you've got your cash on you, yeah. you can kind of see, you can be like, right, I'm getting that out for this week. That is what I can do this week. Yeah. Also, back to cooking and ordering your weekly shop. Sometimes I find if I pick out recipes for the week from one cookbook, a lot of the same ingredients mm. pop up. Yeah. yeah. So you can kind of get all of your meals yeah. If you're in the whole week, kind of based around similar things. So if you've got to buy some weird herbs that you haven't got, yeah. you're like, I will get the use out of them. Exactly. And I think that's quite nice as well, but not, I mean, your tips are... Yeah, I used to be so bad for, like, just buying, like, a random herb and never using it again. Yeah, <laughs> and then, then like, one recipe. You see it again, you're like, oh, this is a funny colour. Yeah. I mean, at least they're in, like, 80p or something. Oh. <laughs> All those 80p's add up, girls. They, they really do. do. Um, mentioning in the emails that you said there's a lot of pressure around money. Oh, yeah. What do you think is the most common cause or problem around that? Because I feel that's a bit of a beefy one. But, um, <laughs> beefy. Maybe Instagram. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I can't go on Instagram and not come off it going, oh, I really want this new dress. <laughs> that is, oh God. We are the problem. We No, I, we are the problem. And yeah, I'm exactly, I relate. But I think also with what you do, there must be a lot of pressure to keep up mm. and kind of post new outfits all the time. There is. I mean, I feel like it's something I've been, I've kind of, as I've grown up, I've been a lot more, like, immune to it. But mm. I, I think there is that kind of keeping up with the Joneses kind of feel where you think people are doing hauls and they're spending a lot. Yeah. And it normalises that almost perspective of excess where you're like, I need to go shopping. And when I go to Topshop, I need to buy six things. Yeah. Like, I can't just go in for a t-shirt. I have mm. to go in and buy four t-shirts. And I yeah. am trying to be more kind of like, so you can see things throughout my Instagram. Like, how many times have you seen me in this dress yeah. now? No, but the, I've noticed <laughs> that. I like, I like that you say when things have been sent as well, because yeah. I think it's really easy for, you know, sort of a, a young woman or a teenage girl of any age, really, to look through and be like, oh, how are they buying all these new clothes? And a lot of it is yeah. gifted. And that's yeah. great, but it's important to sort of be transparent about it oh, and be 100%. like, I have this because it was sent to me. Yeah. I do I do think it's taken me a while, but one of my things about Instagram, if I'm starting to feel like the shopping, like it's a little itch and it's like, let's go shopping. I'll like log out of Instagram. And then if I'm still thinking about that thing, like, there's certain things that I've mm. been thinking about for months and months and months. And, you know, I might ask them for Christmas. But maybe sometimes, like, two hours later, you've completely forgotten about what that thing was. Exactly. Whereas, but the danger, obviously, with Instagram is now they've got the shop function. You can just click. 
and it's done and it's, yeah. and it's done but it's trying to stop yourself I in the midst of say, that yeah like if you a good tip is to like leave it so obviously you can save things on instagram and um, saved items on asos my vice um and like leave it for like a few days yeah. and then come back so many times I go back into my saved items and I'm like what was I thinking I know and you forget about half the things and it's mm. sometimes it's like a nice surprise but sometimes you're like I literally don't remember putting that in there yeah which means if you don't remember putting it in your virtual basket you're not gonna remember it in your wardrobe yeah exactly. so many companies do that saved items now I re- yeah I really I like doing it. that and then you're like no Charlotte three days ago that was a <laughs> terrible choice <laughs> who, who are you I well, think yeah like think about why you want it as well like do you want it because you know someone else looked good in it or because you're feeling that pressure to keep up or because you've had a rubbish day and you feel a bit crap and you've eaten loads of chocolate and you're like oh I'll buy some new makeup and that'll cheer me up like I've been terrible why? for that late, lately I makeup. can be a bit of an emotional shopper yeah too. I've been in an emotional toiletry and makeup shopper recently like oh. the eyeshadows that that have dropped through my door. Wow. Oh my God. I'm more of a clothes shopper when I'm emotional. Well, the thing the is, they're, they're a smaller price point. Well, but then well if they you... add up. Depends yeah. where you're getting your eyeshadow. Yeah. Well. Especially if you're going for like Charlotte Tilbury or something. Yeah, it depends. It all depends. Um, let, let's move on from our personal spending because it's making me feel a little bit, um, a little bit naughty. Yeah. Um, what... I was going to say, what's your most frequently asked questions from clients? But I think we've pretty much kind of covered those. Yeah, or... pricing I get a lot. Yeah. Oh, let's talk about pricing. Oh, okay. I like that topic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what, people just don't know what to charge for things. Yeah, so, like, people really undervalue what they do. And they're like, oh, like, I can't possibly charge for that. And I always kind of encourage people to have a look at what other people who, like, do the same thing or, like, similar to them do. See how much they charge. And often, like, like shell-shocked from it. And they're like, I can't believe they charge that much. And I'm like, well, would you pay for that? And they're like, yeah. And, like, think about how much time you put in. Um, but also think about sort of like who your client is or who your customer is because like so I work with small businesses and lots of the time they're just starting out so it wouldn't make sense for me to charge thousands and thousands of pounds and at the same time I'm like well I really want them to value it and like do the work as well so I'm like it's got to be a bit higher yeah um and like the one piece of advice that always comes up I'm like reading like because I just like a proper book where I just read everything um one of the like the things I always read is like set a price that makes you a little bit uncomfortable Mm, and the worst thing people can say is no yeah yeah like how many times has someone ever come back and be like how dare you yeah (laughs) yeah that's true nobody has ever gone you are you are taking the you con artist (laughs) yeah they'll be like no unfortunately um that's not within our budget or like you're like you say small businesses setting up that client or that customer will go elsewhere and also sometimes if you do take on those jobs that you know you might be a bit skint that month and you like to and it actually ends up taking up a lot of your emotional yeah. time because it it's not quite the job you thought it was going to be or like the customer ends up emailing you back and forth because I don't know they've spent too much money on something and then they want a refund or the yeah. quality or you know what I mean it ends up kind of being I don't know, it's a tricky one because when you need the money, you need the money, but at the same time, it's sticking to those, those yeah, principles, Yeah, like it builds it? resentment, especially if you ha- if you kind of say yes to something and then you realise that you're really undercharged. Yeah. You don't I think, really want to do it. You feel a bit resentful. I was going to say that. The amount of conversations I've had, even with Joe, where you know he's given a cost to someone, they've said yes straight away, and he's gone, I know I could have gone higher. Yeah. And I know my work is worth more, but I didn't want to... I didn't want them to say no because I want the job. Exactly. And it's that kind of, you're trying to, you know, you're not double bluffing, but you're just like, oh, this is my value. And then you're like, no, no, my value is more. Yeah, like, we're all scared of, like, rejection. Like, yeah. I'm the same. And, like, sometimes people do come back to me and they're like, well, as a small business, I can't afford that. And I'm like, I'm a small business. Yeah, yeah. that's true. It's not like, you know, you're not Richard Branson sat there in Virgin Towers. Being I like, <laughs> Yeah, you will be one day, I think, with this advice. I know. Hopefully with slightly better hair. Maybe. <laughs> Your hair's sensational. Um, we've only got what one more money related question. One more money related question, which is coming from moi. Um, you work with a lot of wonderful creative freelancers, um, and you did mention the rise in females earning money for what are deemed feminine qualities. Yeah. Can we talk a little bit more about that? Of course we can. Yeah, that ties a bit into kind of like knowing your worth as well. Yeah, I think yeah, definitely, sure. definitely a nice carry on. It's quite hard to like. I guess know your worth as like a creator mm. I think like would you guys agree with that? Oh 100% because mm. it's like it's not a tangible thing that you're giving yeah. someone it's sort of a I guess it's up to you and it's up to them how much is worth um 
what I feel like there's kind of a rise in like so things like you know um fashion related things they're becoming a bit more lucrative obviously if you look at people like I don't know Zoe Sugg she's literally making a look uh, a living like doing something that she loves um and I think there's kind of a rise in that and there's like things like coaching and more value things like writing um and they're all kind of like feminine not to generalize but a more feminine traits mm-hmm. of like talking and listening and being creative and I think maybe there's like a bit of a backlash against that rise of like feminine qualities mm. being a bit more lucrative maybe like I think you I think you guys mentioned Sarah Tasker on the last one mm. and she's someone who's like you know she's very softly spoken and she's not like I think there used to be this sort of um I guess stereotype of like a successful woman as kind of like a brash businesswoman, yeah, be like, yeah, like, like almost strict head teacher, like, yeah, and, like, like big shoulder pads, shoulder pads. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas, like, you don't have to be like that now, and like, it's quite empowering to think that you can make a living from like you know your style or like from writing about things that you love. But I do think there's like a bit of a backlash against it as well. Like, the thing with Scarlet London a couple of weeks ago, did you guys see that? Yeah, yeah, yeah we were talking about that. That was a sponsored Instagram post for mm. Listerine, wasn't it? In case yeah. nobody's seen it. Um, and she was sat on the bed and there was a Listerine bottle on the bedside table, but there were quite a lot of balloons in the room. And then I think my only criticism about it was that the pancakes on the bed weren't pancakes, but yeah, the tortillas. <laughs> which actually half of me is like, that's inspired. Pancakes I take know. a long time. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, like, cold pancakes it's like when people use mashed potato instead of ice cream for those like pictures in what? the cones. Oh my God. For like styled that. photo shoots when people use um like mash instead of um, ice cream at 99. It doesn't melt. <laughs> and go. apparently they put hairspray on like burgers sometimes so it's it a bit like, of a fluffy. Yeah. yeah. Food I've got your work. Yeah, <laughs> actually, let's let's get, cancel this interview and let's get a food stylist in because <laughs> this is Dream job. yeah. Um, but sorry, back back to Scarlett. Yeah, so I think you know the backlash against that, and it was horrible. Like some of the comments, like someone said, "I hope she chokes on those balloons and stuff." And oh like, my god! Why yeah. would you take such umbrage against someone? Is that the right word? Yeah. <laughs> like just from making money from that, and the fact is, people don't like it because it's easy. I, I mean, it's not easy. I don't do it personally, but it's seen as easy. Mm. I think when you haven't had to build the following exactly. and the reputation, people, people, don't are see like, the work. people are like, I could do that. And so I'm like, why, why are you not doing it then? Yeah. yeah. It's that kind of like, oh, I could do that. Yeah. And it's that resentment. Yeah. yeah. Like... And people don't see that work because it takes a long time to sort of get to the point where brands want to pay you to do something. I think I joined Instagram in 2007. I think that's it. And I think people... No, did I? Was it around then? Potentially, I don't know, but it's that thing where you want to make it look. You have it's part. It's almost part of your job description to make what you do look easy. But and, stress and free. these pictures are all over Instagram. It's not just head. That is like a really popular kind of Instagram picture. Yeah, like an aesthetic. But yeah. I think I think what we we all said before we sat down because I couldn't believe how much Julia does. You know, with the workshops, the podcasts, the downloads, the one-on-one coaching clients, and I was like, Julia, you're making this look so easy. But you said. You know, yeah, it's hard. Yeah, the, the, <laughs> yeah. the duck's swimming really smoothly, but the feet are going underwater, and I think that's most females. That's to be yeah, and those kind of pictures, as I'm sure you guys know, like you both do like gorgeous Instagram pictures, and it takes work to make them look nice. Yeah, I've I mean, photographed. Yeah. I've photographed <laughs> vase <laughs> from about forty-seven different angles before I left the house this morning. I've got honestly got about two hundred pictures of said vase, and I'm just going to do it tomorrow with a proper camera. <laughs> I think it's just like it's marrying like professionalism and realness with still yeah. making it look easy, but not being having anyone under this false pretense that what you're doing is an easy job either mm. but you don't want to whinge because you feel yeah. like you're fortunate to be doing it and, and people get annoyed because obviously it used to be so I used to want to be a journalist and then I was like do you know what I really can't afford to do an internship in London mm. and now people don't have to do that you can just you don't have to go to uni you don't even have to get A levels really you can just write a blog and if you are good at it and if you're persistent with it you can build up that following and you can make it a job and you can write for a living and you don't have to be sort of you know, quite well off and be able to live in London and not get paid. Yeah. So I mean, there's a slight air of snobbery around that of people being like, they didn't have to work for it. And it's like, no, they did. It's just that there's other ways now and there's nothing wrong with it not being as hard. I was um, talking to a florist yesterday at a workshop and she, you know, I was talking about when I went to uni 10 years ago and what that was like and she um, did a floral course 10 years ago and it cost 12 
thousand pounds. But she said I wouldn't do that now because there's so many options yeah. available. You know, there's weekend courses to be a florist, and and um, or she said I would just train on the job because mm. actually the floristry course she did was very much you know that kind of like neat. Um, yeah. Yeah. I would maybe, maybe wedding call, yeah traditional Kate wedding. Middleton flowers kind yeah. of thing yeah. and she was like you know I didn't even enjoy it that much but that was all that was on offer then whereas now she was you know she said she advises people to do totally different yeah. different things so um I'm interested to see where the next few years is yeah. going to take and you get more creative freedom now as well and it's kind of like well why is it but like surely it's a good thing that you can it doesn't have to be that way where you have to go and like slog it out for no money like mm. or completely because that can only be a good thing oh we've got a visitor four-legged one. Oh, we've got other guest Maggie, she's always quite quiet though. Well, um, on that note, I'm going to wrap it up. Um, the money talk, you have been absolutely amazing. Like, so the good. amount of information that you've given us today is so, so valuable. So, um, are you on Instagram, Julia? I am. What are you on Instagram? I'm just easy as VAT. So, you can find Julia on Instagram, and she's easy as VAT on Instagram, and Julia's website, which is www.easyasvat.com. And your podcast, Julia, is called Easy Numbers. So there's a bit of homework for everybody. <laughs> I, know, I don't think it'll be homework. It'll just be, oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. I'm so thrilled you could join us. Yeah, I oh, feel like I've done my tax me. return just listening to you. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, and we will speak to you all next week. Yes. If you would like to review us, rate us and subscribe, it helps other people find us. And if you would like to join the Facebook group, it's facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash fringe of it. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.